FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 391 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. I'm your host, Jason Circus Bromance Venable. <laughs> Joined by once again, no money, on this bonus flashback episode um, of Male Bonding, starring Wolverine and Cyclops. That's right, we're going to talk about a eight part right yeah in part marvel comics present story male bonding runs through uh, mcp 101 to 108 but like a lot of these mcp stories the tiny chunks may spread out over eight parts i'm not even sure it's uh four issues worth of material <laughs> is, is pretty sparse, pretty light. But, you know, so it's going to be a pretty short episode, I think. I could surprise myself. I could see how many rabbits I chase, how many tangents I, I go down. But, um, yeah, we're going to talk about Marvel Comics Presents 101 through 108, which is male bonding. Um, and it's uh, you know, a, a long awaited reunion of Wolverine and his best friend Nightcrawler. So I'm pretty excited about that, or was coming into it. Maybe, maybe I won't. I guess you'll have to wait and see. Cha-cha-cha. Um, anyway, uh, I don't know why I did that right there. I just felt right. I don't know. Um, yeah, so cool thing, all Sam Keith covers and when I was uh, talking with uh, when John about you know when to have him on next, and we discussed probably skipping this one because he didn't even really really remember it, and he knows he read it. But um, I was looking at the credit, just looking ahead, and looking at the credits, and um, I gotta say I came into this kind of excited because Scott Lobdell is a writer, and I like him as a writer, especially his his nineties. X-Men stuff. I, at least, I remember it very fondly. Anyway, I'll say that. I've not read a lot of it in a long time. Looking forward to getting back to it, though. You know, he, uh, he scripted some of the Omega Red story we just did. So, starting to get back to where he's kind of helping write and not too far away from him just being one of the, the main X-Writers. Um, so, looking forward to that. Um, also, I did not know it at the time... I'd seen a little bit of his art as a kid and just kind of brushed it off. Um, so anyway, I, you know, maybe saw the name a couple of times as a kid, but didn't really have an impression of it. Like it didn't make a, a, a good impression or not necessarily a bad impression, just kind of a lack of impression. You know, some, some, some things can do that, right? Um, but having gone back and doing my uh but anyway what i'm trying to say and nothing will let me say this <laughs> is having done you know if you follow me on twitter um you've noticed and maybe you followed along uh my marvel 60s and 70s read through i really come to appreciate the master genius 
That is Gene Colan. And, you know, he did one of the stories right right after uh, Jay Buss, as I like to call him, or John, John Buscema left the Wolverine solo series. He did one of the, kind of the fill-in stories, right? And it was not bad. Pretty good. But I tell you what, his 60s and 70s stuff is the stuff of legends. Um, it been really dug his Captain America work that he did. Um, his Daredevil work is freaking phenomenal. He's probably... I, some people will disagree. I know Wally Wood definitely has this place. But to me, Gene Cohen is probably the first great Daredevil artist. Um... Just really, really, really good. Uh, kills it. Um, and then also one, one of the one of my favorite surprises of seventies Marvel, and Gene Cole is a big part of it, is uh, Tomb of Dracula. And his Dracula art is like something to just. It's wonderful. It's amazing. It's something you just soak in and look. And so. Anyway, I know 1992 is very far removed from 74, 75, 76, right? A lot, a lot happens then. He definitely got older. I don't even know how old he was when he was doing stuff in the 60s and 70s. Was he a, a kid? Was he, um, you know, a veteran already at that point? So, expect some stylistic differences. But even being aware of that, having seen what he had done recently on Wolverine in just a brief stint and then really having my eyes open to what a legend he is I was kind of excited you know Lovedell and Colin that sounds like a fun little story right um that's kind of what I had going into this story which you know we're at a point where Marvel Comics presents I had completely written this series off at by this point as a kid you know I tried it for a couple of issues after Weapon X wrapped up and just could not at that point keep going. I think if you listen to the last few episodes of Marvel Conference, you maybe see why. <laughs> I haven't necessarily loved all the stories so far since Weapon X ended. Um, but yeah. We're going to do male bonding. So this is uh, eight parts. The first one is in the center ring in number 101. It's written by Scott Lobdell, as I said, penciled by Gene Colan, inked by Al Williamson, letters by Michael Higgins, and colors by Kelly Corvizzi. Um, the cover is by Sam Keith, and it's a nice, stark, white background with some dirt and a winding tree trunk, and crouched on the tree trunk in his best The Max impersonation. <laughs> You know, these MCP covers really give you a lot of insight into where Sam Keith was going with Max. Um, so we have Wolverine hunched on the log, his knees out, you know, beside him, kind of, with his legs, and then his arms just shoved into the ground, and he's about to do a really cool push-up, and his claws are out, stabbed into the ground. His face is all in shadow as he stares at the viewer. Then as the branch wraps around and curves back over Wolverine, we have a very goblin-y nightcrawler perched on the top of the branch with some really, like, Sam, if Sam Keith um, exaggerates Wolverine's cow fins, and you know he does, then he also 100%, not 
Not only exaggerates Nightcrawler's features, but these shoulder pads are like extra long, like monster clavicles. <laughs> but yeah, so he's perched on on the top branch with his tail wrapped around the branch below him. And it's a pretty nice cover. It looks. I want to say they like Goblin Nightcrawler. This is not like my favorite version. I think there's other versions I like better, but it's cool. It's interesting. It's neat. Um, so that's where we start off. Really nice cover. And so in the center ring is male bonding part one. And we start off with a really cool page. Um, it's a splash page. We have an acrobat that looks like it's probably Nightcrawler in blue and white face paint. He's in a circus uniform. And we have green and pink lights behind him as he's crouched on a platform about to do his act. Um, I won't lie, this may be, <laughs> talk about blowing your load out of the gate, this may be the best page of the whole thing. Um, it, is, it looks really good. I'll, I'll have to remember, I don't have, this is not on Marvel Unlimited, unfortunately. So I'll have to remember to try to, to take a, a picture, like a, a real picture, um, of this page and tweet it. But, um, you know, the, and it goes into a double-page spread of Nightcrawler as Hair Indigo. That's his stage name. Um, you know, twirling and bouncing off of the platform through the circus, you know, onto an elephant and then into a chair that's stacked on a stack of chairs like balanced and it kind of wobbles as he lands um that is also a really cool uh double page spread of nightcrawler in action as hair indigo um then the uh the ringmaster says you say he's too good to be real perhaps you were right and he bamps away nightcrawler does out of the chair and the audience is like no and then nightcrawler is kind of melancholy you know he, he uh his old circus friends where he grew up said they needed his help, so he left Excalibur to come come help them and why while he's kinda trying to check out like these grizzly murders, almost bestial monstery murders. You know, he figures he'll do some performing, you know, undercover, right? And of course he remembers because they're back in the town of Winsledorf, which if you remember is where Xavier found Nightcrawler from the angry mob. Um and they chased him out of the circus and tried to kill him. And, you know, that's where Xavier found him. So he's not only back with his old circus troupe, but he's back in Winsledorf. Um, so lots of mixed feelings, mixed emotions, memories coming up. Um, so he meets a kid. A kid wants his autograph. But uh, he's afraid that the kid will see him without his disguise. And so he brushes him off. And, and of course, he feels guilty about it because he's a nightcrawler. But his uh, his friend, his female friend, Yuda, I think is how you say that, uh, J-U-T-T-A, um, says, well, aren't you happy? The kid will get over it. Don't worry about it. And uh, Nightcrawler, you know, talks about why he's here. And we see a yellow and blue face in shadow with a cigar. So we know it's going to be Wolverine, of course. But then a monster comes in and he has the kid and it looks like he has killed the kid. Um, you know, now that I know how the story ends, I'm not really sure how to read this because I don't I know don't know if it's consistent with the rest of the story. So 
The monster talks about his real, he's revealed his real identity, he's shed his human disguise. So, he is the kid. Like, he's torn the, the kid, like, skin and clothes off of him. I feel like, I need to double, I need to keep that in mind. I feel like later in the story, they just, like, transform. But anyway, this monster, he pulls, like, the kid off. He goes, now you see me, who I really am. And he grabs Nightcrawler by the neck and, and gets aggressive with him. And Nightcrawler sees Wolverine as he butt falls outside and says, Wolverine, help me. And Wolverine's like, ah, you got it. And that's the end of part one. All right. So, part two of Male Bonding in issue 102 is Wherever We Go. And same exact creative team and Sam Keith doing the cover. Here we have Nightcrawler on a trapeze swing, perched, and Wolverine in the, the center of the circus floor with the spotlight on him. And in the audience is all in black shadow, but instead of like human faces, it's like a bunch of monster faces. That's a pretty cool cover. Nightcrawler gets a billing on the title this time, by the way. So Marvel Comics presents Wolverine and Nightcrawler. So that's a good ad. So anyway, um, we open up part two. And Wolverine got a big fat cigar. And the monster has Nightcrawler up against a tree. And Wolverine's not going to cut in, but Nightcrawler bamps away. Then the monster's like, hey, you. He's like, Wolverine? Like, yeah, Wolverine, where'd he go? And Wolverine's like, you smell that brimstone? He's like, yeah, what of it? And Wolverine points up in the tree, and Nightcrawler's in the tree, but he jumps down, and he grabs the monster, but then they fall down a cliff that maybe was or wasn't there a second ago. And... Yeah, they, they fall down the cliff and um, into the water. And uh, Wolverine comes out. Nightcrawler comes out. They hug after not seeing each other for a long time. Um, then the monster comes out and starts choking them both. And uh, Wolverine's like, well, I could stab him, but he might, he might kill Nightcrawler in the process. And the monster says, I made a mistake. And then they're like, hell yeah, you did. So Nightcrawler grabs a tree branch with his tail. Wolverine swings around. And they hop back after the monster. They put him down. They take him out. Wolverine pops his claws with a snicked. And um, the monster's like, Please know, I am but a child. I have little experience with humans. I thought Nightcrawler would recognize me. Don't you recognize me? And Nightcrawler's like, uh, No. And the monster's like, but you saved my life when you killed your stepbrother, Stefan Zardos. And Wolverine's got both sets of claws out now. And that's where part two ends. I forgot all about Nightcrawler's little stepbrother. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so the monster recalls that. That's where we end chapter two. So chapter three of male bonding is whatever we do. Same creative team. Sam Keith does the cover again. This is a pretty cool cover. There's like a little village or castle or something. And Wolverine and Nightcrawler are fighting monsters on the roof. Um, it looks pretty good. It's a pretty cool cover, I got to say. No surprise. I like Sam Keith. So then we remember a memory. And we have the monster baby in a crib. And Nightcrawler is fighting with his stepbrother who 
can see monsters in disguise. He can see through their human disguise. He's gone on a holy mission, he says, to kill them all. Um, but Nightcrawler stops him and says, I won't let you kill a baby. And they fall out of the window. And Nightcrawler has his tail wrapped around his stepbrother's neck. And his stepbrother says, The truth is too hard. I see the monsters. I need to do something. But, but perhaps you're right. Killing babies does seem awfully awfully bad. I don't know if I should do this. And so he takes Nightcrawler's tail and pulls it tighter around his neck and then, like, whips it himself somehow. So basically he he basically kills himself or breaks his own neck in Nightcrawler's tail. Um, and Nightcrawler, of course, is, is devastated and carries him away. And we see the baby getting out of the crib and looking out the broken window and says, I, me, I was a baby. You saved me. And now we see this. <laughs> Wolverine and Nightcrawler having the monster trapped like on the I don't know what to call it. The the board where you tie you know, you tie the the person to and you throw knives at the spinning board. They have him on there. And Nightcrawler gets really upset and says, Because of you, my brother's dead and I'm gonna finish what he started and Wolverine's like, Well but Nightcrawler's like, No. He died trying to get these monsters and I said he was wrong that the baby wasn't a monster, but he was a monster. So my brother was right? Question mark is this alright. Talking about this more in the whole summary, but part of where I fall out of this story is Nightcrawler does not feel like Nightcrawler. Um Wolverine feels kinda like Wolverine but it takes a long time for them to get to like the the place where you know they're gonna get to in the story and they have to go through a bunch of weird uncharacteristic steps to get there. Like Nightcrawler saying, Oh, well, you really were a monster, so my brother was right and I'm going to help him destroy all the monsters. Like that's I cannot think of a universe, maybe Age of Apocalypse, but I cannot think of a, of a scenario in 616 where Nightcrawler would ever come to that conclusion. So this story just feels, I mean, we're in part three and it's, it's, it's starting to feel false to me a little bit. Um, I understand him being like, oh, well, I'm, I feel bad my brother died for nothing or okay, so that, that at least it helps me understand what my brother was doing. He wasn't just trying to kill babies. He at least really did see the monsters. He wasn't insane. But then to blame the monsters for that just doesn't it doesn't jive. It doesn't jive in what I know and love about Nightcrawler. Um you know, who as you know I've always said he's my second favorite X Men. I think he's probably tied now. Sorry guys. Um I know this is the podcast that goes snicked. Wolverine's my boy, but I think Nightcrawler is probably equally my favorite. And I think Wolverine would be okay with that. So it's okay. Um but yeah, I don't know, it just it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me that he's so quick to want to get vengeance instead of just understanding what happened. Um but the monster tells the story of his people, they're monsters, and they understand that humans hate what they don't understand, which again should ring all kinds of X Men bells for both of our heroes here. You know people that fear and hate you um but the monster so they learn how to disguise themselves as humans and that's how they've passed by all this time but every now and then they get found out and and killed or worse and so while they're talking about it he bursts into flames wolverine's like well 
there's no new sense, so it must be some kind of mystical attack. Maybe the other monsters killed him for talking. Yeah, that must be it. So then Nightcrawler gets even more angry and says, Well, I was kind of coming around on this monster, but if they killed their own, then all the other monsters got to die. Wolverine, you going to help me? He's like, Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so that's the end of chapter three. Did not like that one as much. <laughs> all right. In chapter four, issue 104, part four of male bonding, you know that we do it together. Exact same creative team. Uh, our cover again by Sam Keith. This might be my favorite cover of the bunch. We have an, a green hill and then a night starry sky and then Wolverine and Nightcrawler next to each other this time climbing over a tree branch. Um, they both look just rad. Uh, don't don't be surprised if this is the cover image for the episode. Um, it looks great. Uh, very angular, triangular, very tall uh, cow fin by Wolverine. Nightcrawler's hair is very, you know, John Wilson and I talked about, well, I guess Sam Key Superman would have like a super curl. Well, I don't know, but his Nightcrawler does. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty great. Um, so then we, uh, we get kind of a parallel to Nightcrawler's origin. So just like the original villagers had chased him out of the circus with torches, now these villagers, again, feel like, oh, you've come back and now the circus is on fire. It must be you again. Oh, and you killed this little boy picking up the skit. All right. So the monster, so some, <laughs> I feel like later in the story, we're not there yet, that the monsters like transform or transmute or whatever into disguises. The first monster we saw seemed to rip the skin off and there was a monster underneath, right? Like he he grew when he got rid of the skin, but but he shed the skin. But now the villagers are holding what looks like a fully formed body of the boy. Not just like a skin or a husk, but like a full body that they believe is a child that was just murdered. And they feel like Nightcrawler did it, so they're angry at him again. And they're gonna they're gonna burn down the village to get justice. So he jumps down, so they don't burn the place down. And of course, the mob overrules him. They're about to kill him until Wolverine steps in, slices up their their pitchforks and their stakes. And then Nightcrawler bamps them away, and there's a horse outside the village, and they're gonna go find the monsters. Um, as they go, Wolverine and Nightcrawler argue a little bit. Um, Wolverine talks about how they were best friends, and Wolverine and Nightcrawler's like, well, no, but you let us believe you were dead. And even when y'all came back, it wasn't like, oh, we're so sorry. It was just, hey, here we are. <laughs> Joke's on you. Um, so, they kind of get some feelings over. They kind of hash it out, right? Wolverine's like, you're my best friend, dude. Like, I know we haven't seen each other in a long time. I may not be completely up to speed with what you're doing in Excalibur, but... I mean, you're my best friend. And Nightcrawler's like, well, okay, but humans have always hated me. Do mutants, do they really accept me? Or is it just like, well, he's a mutant and we have to love him because he's one of us. But man, he smells bad when he teleports and he looks like a devil. We don't really like him. <laughs> Wolverine's like, no, whether it's Excalibur, mutants, X-Men, whatever, I'm your friend because of who you are. Um, 
you know, it actually says some pretty cool, pretty cool lines here, and this does feel true. So I like this, this part. Um, so you know, considering all the garbage dumped on you since before you could walk, abandoned at birth, raised by a family of knockabouts in a circus, only to have the new owner try to turn you into a sideshow freak. Somehow you grew up to be the most compassionate, understanding person I ever met. Don't sell yourself. Don't sell yourself short, kid. I should say elf there. Anyway, um, I hang out with you because you're my friend. Period. And so and then Nightcrawler tries, tries to jump off the horse. Wolverine grabs him by the tail, pulls him back on the horse, says they're in this together. And they find the village. And Wolverine, and then Nightcrawler kind of jumps back into this weird thing. He's like, "Well, you gonna finish what my stepbrother started?" Wolverine's like, "Hell yeah, fish in a barrel." With a snicked. It's just weird. Again, the assumption that these murderous monsters, because of their appearance, I guess, or because they might have burned up the kid. But, um, yeah, they're going to go in and slaughter the village of monsters. End of chapter four. <clears throat> so, uh, chapter five in Marvel Comics presents 105. Through Thick and Thin is Chapter 5 of Male Bonding. Again, same credits. This cover is a little more cartoony. Uh, we have Wolverine and Nightcrawler in the jungle. Wolverine crouched in the jungle with his claws going... Rrr, rrr, rrr. And uh, Nightcrawler hanging from a branch by his tail with his hands on Wolverine's shoulder. Um, It's okay. If 104 is my favorite, this may be my least favorite of the bunch. Anyway, they go to the village and they ride in on their horse. And the villagers just kind of surround them and say, Okay, well, we surrender. Hey, and here's the part. Oh. Okay, I stand corrected. They do start peeling off skin. Okay. And, you know, all our lives we tried to blend into humans, but all y'all have is hate. And we gave up hate and violence as a race, like as a monster people. Like we've never, we don't do any of that. And we're not going to fight you. Not only that, we kind of welcome our death. Like we're tired of this place. You people suck. <laughs> They're not wrong, by the way. Sometimes we do suck. Mm, it just hit me a little bit. We're particularly sucky right now, I feel like. But anyway. Um, so Nightcrawler and Wolverine are talking to the monsters. But then, big fire explosion. Oh yeah, guess what? It's the circus lady. It's this Nightcrawler's friend, Yuna. She has fireball powers. And all the circus people have powers. Because they have been trying to track down the monsters this whole time. The monsters that killed Stefan. Stefan Urkel. <laughs> And so, they're like, well, thanks for leading us to the monster village. We finally found it. So we're going to kill all the monsters. And you can't stop us. Nah, 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 nah. And that's chapter five. So, Marvel Comics presents 106. Male Bonding, part six of eight. All out or all in. Same people. Covered by Sam Keith. This time we have Wolverine struggling with his claws in the air. Uh, like he's a true player. And then we have Nightcrawler reaching with his hands and his tail. So we see Nightcrawler's like hands trying to grab Wolverine. And then we see his tail like wrapped all the way around Wolverine's arm. It's pretty cool covered. It's pretty neat. 
So we have Wolverine and Nightcrawler facing off against Fireball, Circus Lady. Um, they're pretty upset, obviously. They feel betrayed. Turns out that the circus didn't need Nightcrawler's help. They really figured if they brought him to the back of the circus, the, the monsters would see him and try to approach him for help. Which I'm not sure how that really worked. But anyway, it did work, so it's fine. So Wolverine's like, alright, you guys are pacifists, I get it. I don't want you to get hurt, so get out of here. They see a castle in the distance, distance, so they start to head there while Wolverine and Nightcrawler fight the circus folks. Which include, if Wolverine has bones of adamantium, he fights some clowns with bones of jelly. Oh, like Infinity Gauntlet. So his clowns of him, so so they bend and, and stuff. And then um, the bearded lady's like Medusa. Her hair can wrap people, so she, her, her beard grabs Nightcrawler. But Wolverine's like, oh, I got barber scissors right here. And he literally, with some snick, 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 I don't know why he keeps popping the claws. But anyway, he literally shaves the bearded lady. Um, then we get the strong guy. And we get some more backstory on how the circus all subjected themselves to this mysterious mad scientist. I'm going to pretend it's Mr. Sinister. There's no allusion to that at all. But anyway, headcanon. Um, and got all their powers so they could destroy the monsters. But since Nightcrawler and Wolverine are fighting back, she sets Nightcrawler on fire. End chapter 6. So, chapter 7. Of male bonding is whatever we do, we'll muddle through it together. Same people, same creatives. On the cover, we have a yellow background, and then Wolverine and Nightcrawler fighting through some carnies, some circus folk. It's a great cover, it really is. Um, but yeah, so the monsters on their way to the castle get stopped by the villagers with torches, of course. Um, and then they're like, ooh, monsters, kill them! And the villagers are like, no, we just want to go to the castle. And somehow they kind of get to the castle. The villagers are like, you know, I guess we won't kill you, but we don't like you. Anyway, Wolverine keeps fighting and tells Nightcrawler... Oh, no, I'm sorry. So Nightcrawler fights Yuta as Wolverine fights the rest of the circus. Um... And Nightcrawler basically says, well, if you, so what if you kill the monsters, where are you going to stop? If you're on this crusade, you know, it's going to be someone. You always be mad at someone or blame someone. Whether it's mutants next, or certain races, or certain religions. Like, can't play God like this. And he does a similar move. He, he wraps his tail around her neck, and she grabs it, you know, just like his, his stepbrother. But Wolverine sees the castle is now on fire. So somehow the monsters got past the villagers, then the villagers decided to burn the castle with the monsters inside. So Wolverine's like, Nightcrawler, let her go, you gotta save her. And so he goes, and then Wolverine's like, I'll fight the circus. And that's the end of chapter 7. So, chapter 8 of Male Bonding. The conclusion. Together forever, a pair. Same creatives. This time on the cover we have a cliff, the face of a cliff and a rock, and some more Sam Keithy trees, uh, which are basically thick trunks, one couple of tiny hook branches, and some random leaves. Um, we have Wolverine with a fat cigar, and Nightcrawler sitting on a rock. Uh, Wolverine's pose is kind of weird, but it's, it's an okay cover. 
then we get a really cool page of, of Nightcrawler teleporting into the castle. We get to see Colin's uh, gothic architecture <laughs> flair, which he's really good at, especially in his Dracula days, which really good. So a little callback to that. So Nightcrawler, wa- Nightcrawler wants to save the monsters, but they don't want to be saved, really. And I'm like, and we'd, we'd rather just die here as a family, together, and go out. We've already lost a couple. We just want to be together. Nightcrawler's like, no, I can save you guys. I can get y'all out of here. And then they hear a scream, and some of the villagers have been trapped by their own fire. And the monster says, you know what? You can't save us, but I'll help you save them. And then I can go out, like, showing them that I'm not really a monster. It'll be up to them to believe it, but at least the evidence is there. And Nightcrawler kind of reluctantly agrees. He knows he needs to save the humans, but he really wants to save the monsters, too. But they do. They get, they get them all out. And as they come out, of course, the villagers see the monsters carrying the humans. They're like, see, they attacked us and tried to kill us and burn us. But the guy's like, no, wait, wait, wait. He saved me. He saved me. It's like, oh, okay. And the monster's like, now I must go back to my wife in the castle. But before he can get in, he bursts into flame. And then we get a snicked. And she, the Yuna lady, fall, the fireball lady falls over dead. And Wolverine's like, I'm sorry. She got past me. I got to her just a hair too late. But then one of the villagers puts the fire out with a bucket of water on the monster. Not the whole castle. But puts the fire out on the monster and says, thank you for saving us. And he tries to crawl back towards the fire, but he can't. He's too weak. He's dying. And he says, Nightcrawler. I'm sorry. Herr Wagner, please let me die with my wife. And Wolverine's like, dude, you got to. And so Nightcrawler teleports them in to the fire. And Wolverine is worried the Nightcrawler might try to stay in there, question mark. So he pops his claws, scales the wall, goes inside, says, you good? And he's like, well, yeah, what are you doing here? He's like, I need you to teleport me down. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so he does, of course. And the villagers are ashamed of themselves. I don't know what happened to the rest of the circus. Only the fireball lady came back, so maybe Wolverine killed them all already, too. I don't know. Um, when they leave and Wolverine and Nightcrawler say, you know, maybe they learned their lesson, but I wouldn't count on it. I mean, they've already been through this once kind of with you on not to judge appearances, but, you know, I don't know. It's a good lesson. It's worth learning. Um, yeah. So that's that story. It has its moments. It's really not a bad story. Uh, it's a little overwrought, you know, with some of the, oh, we're monsters, but people hate us because we look like monsters. And instead of showing that, and, and don't get me wrong, they do show it. I guess maybe not instead of. In addition to showing that, they also talk about it a whole lot. So that's a little overwrought, uh, kind of pointing out the obvious, um, really spelling out what kind of the morality tell of the story is. And it's a good morality tell, so it's okay. But... But there's also some really nice moments. Um, you know, Nightcrawler and Wolverine's friendship. Um, and Lobdell gets Wolverine not bad, right? Gruff. He's maybe a little too gung-ho at times to to go against the monsters. I feel like he would also know better. But, but I guess Nightcrawler is where I fall out of this one a little bit. One, his... his just aggressive, let's go kill these guys. It just doesn't feel like Nightcrawler. Um, 
to not immediately draw the, the parallel between what they're going through and what he went through is weird. Even with the death of the stepbrother, you know, being involved and clouding his emotions, it just it doesn't seem right. Also, I don't mind Nightcrawler in serious stories. And I don't mind him grappling with serious issues. There was an utter lack of fun <laughs> in this issue. No swashbuckling, no no nothing. Um And it wasn't even it wasn't even that the story was overly grim. Nightcrawler's just uber serious in it. Um so I didn't necessarily love that. The art was kind of a mixed bag. There's some flashes of Gene Colan's genius. Um and I mentioned that first very first, you know, full page spread. Then the the full page on last in the last chapter where he goes in the castle. And there's stuff in between with really cool like shadow play and, and I know he didn't do the colors, but Kelly Corvies worked really well with him and kind of mimicking like his old almost seventies color palettes, like, you know, faded purples, grays, oranges. Like the colors look really good. Um and overall the art is pretty good. There's a couple of places where it just gets too like, alright, so if you haven't ever read Colin, first of all, fix that. Um, especially if you have Marvel Unlimited, there's a ton of great stuff out there for, that you're already getting. So, go check it out. Um, I mentioned it already, you know, Captain America, Daredevil, Tomb of Dracula, check out his stuff there. It's, it's brilliant. Um, but it, it's never been super refined. Like, you know, even back then, in his, in his prime, it was not a super refined style. It was very dynamic, very very emotional, but also kind of sketchy. And I don't know, maybe as he's got, you know, by the time we get to 92, he's a little bit older. I don't know if he's been drawing, like, consistently this whole time. I know he went to maybe either late 70s or early 80s, does, goes and does some DC stuff. Because um, I've actually read a little bit of that as an adult. Um... You know, so I don't, I don't know if it's some of it's age or, or, or practice, but sometimes the sketchy stuff and the proportions, instead of looking dynamic, just looks kind of rushed or or not right. Um, you know, sometimes when Wolverine and Nightcrawler are fighting, and just the bodies do weird things that don't necessarily look stylized; they just look haphazard. Maybe even a hair lazy. I don't think that's it. I really do think it's got to be either, you know, just Colin getting up in age or or not drawing as much. Or, you know, I mean, embracing his sketchiness and just not putting as much priority on stuff looking like it, like it should. Um, so it's kind of a mix, right, of, of panels like that. I'm trying to find a good example, re flipping back through this. Um, maybe one of the first really obvious ones is, uh, all right, so in, in 102, everything looks pretty good until the, the monster throws Wolverine and Nightcrawler and they, they get on the branches and they swing back. Even them swinging looks okay, but there's a the part where they dive back after the monster, and Wolverine just looks weird. Like, just odd. And, and then the 
when he tackles a monster and he's like straight as a board from like his pelvis and his legs and his torso like and his underpants his blue underpants <laughs> like that all just looks really weird it just looks odd um but then balance that with some really brilliant art um so I think there's lots of good elements and it's a good idea for a story and I like Wolverine and Nightcrawl getting back together you know back again you know X-Men brothers um and the whole male bonding thing the bromance I guess all it's all really good um it's just some of the there's just in both the writing and the art there's just a few places where it just feels off or disconnected from the rest or unenjoyable to a degree and that, I think that definitely impacts the story overall um I really struggled with whether to give this three out of six claws or four out of six claws because I think it's right on that threshold. I think there's enough of it I don't like that the three out of six claws is appropriate, but it's good enough that those things don't detract and make it a terrible story or even an un. I think overall the story is is enjoyable to an extent. I think it could have been a lot better. I think had Colin's art been consistently energetic the whole way through and had Lebdell's writing on Nightcrawler in particular felt a little more like what I want out of Nightcrawler. And, you know, you may disagree, right? And listeners, feel free. Maybe your take on Nightcrawler, maybe you don't have the same expectations that I do, and that's fine. But there's things that I want out of Nightcrawler stories, and I didn't really get them so much. Um... You know, compared to what's going on current, concurrently in Excalibur, which is pretty great with Alan Davis coming back, right? Um, so, yeah. So, I, I think almost four out of six claws were not quite, but I think three out of six, three out of six claws is pretty good. Um, by the way, the flip covers Sam Keith with uh, Ghost Rider and Doctor Strange. Some pretty rad covers. We're checking out. Um... And then when that story ends, there's also uh, Sam Keith drawing Ghost Rider and Werewolf by Night. Actually, those two covers are not as cool as the Doctor Strange ones. By the way, I can really get behind some Sam Keith and Doctor Strange. Uh, that sounds pretty awesome. Um, there's a couple other cool stories. Uh, the Doctor Strange Ghost Rider story I did not particularly enjoy. Uh, Rife with Potential. Uh, Howard Mackey and Rick, Rick Leonardi do the story, which Leonardi is stylized enough. He, he has some pretty cool, like, quirky art uh, with Doctor Strange and Ghost Rider, but had a hard time uh, getting through that story. As far as the other stories, um, there's a Punisher story that was kind of cool. Um, maybe better than what's going on in the, the current Punisher series at that time. Um, it's just a, you know, a little short story of him talking about how he quit smoking but he never really quit and he has a cigarette as part of a ploy because uh, he disguises himself as a meter reader to get this mob boss who's heavily fortified and he goes in and he offers him a smoke because he knows that his wife made him quit smoking 
And then God's like, no, 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 I can't, I can't. You know, he starts to, but his wife comes in and he yells at him. And the Punisher leaves the pack on the nightstand table. I won't lie. I immediately assumed, oh, there's a bomb in the cigarette pack. And he's going to get out and go to the roof and blow him up. No, he doesn't. He doesn't go to the roof and he waits. But he knows that leaving that pack there is going to eat at the mobster. Because he, he really, he's jonesing for a smoke. And sure enough, eventually he goes out on his balcony. Uh, to to sneak his smoke, and that's when the Punisher assassinates him He's with a sniper rifle. Um, I thought it was actually kind of a fun little, you know, as far as a sniper story can be, um, a fun little story. Um, that's really the only other story that I, of note that I kind of enjoyed. Um, it was a Pale Rider story that looked cool. Um, Pale Rider, I thought that was about the original Ghost Rider guy, but I, maybe not. He's an all-white, ghosty, cowboy-looking guy, and visually the story looked really neat. Um, kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, when Declan Chauvin did the all-white Moon Knight in the business suit. It was just all-white, no shadow, or no shadow, but there's no gray or black or anything. Um, it went cool, and this story kind of reminded me of that. But yeah, that's it. So that's going to do it for Mel Botting. I actually went, I know I need to, I'll have to... <laughs> Hopefully I will catch and edit out all of the really bad um, sneezing that happened in this episode. Um, if I miss any, I'm sorry. Hopefully that will all be gone. You might, what's he talking about? I was sneezing. But cutting some of that will cut some of the runtime. But I actually went quite a bit longer than I thought I would. So not as much of a, of a bonus episode. It is more of a not quite full length episode. But um. Yeah, so that's going to do it. So um, next up we have the Crunch Conundrum in the Wolverine Solo series. Not quite sure how I'm going to tackle that one. Uh, so a little three-parter, you know, coming out of the Shiva scenario. Um, but that'll be next. And we do have new comics, but Marvel, especially on X-Men titles, is, is just trickling out. So it may still be a while before I get the Excalibur Rose back on, but we shall see. Um... But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, for the podcast that goes snicked, you can always like the Facebook page. Twitter is at snickcast, where you can get stuff about Wolverine. And also, that uh, right now I'm in uh, about mid-74 on my Marvel 70s read-through. And of course, tweeting all of that as I go. Or not all of it, not every single issue. But everything that kind of catches my fancy or I think is interesting to tweet about, I throw up there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, show notes and stuff are at snickcast.podbean.com and that's going to do it so until next time hugs and snicks everybody and I implore you guys all the stuff going on with um, you know the, the pandemic and the very worthwhile protest I just I beg you guys just be uh, stay safe out there stay well stay safe you know do what you need to do, you know, whether protesting or whether you have to go to work during these times or whatever, being out in public, whatever it is, do what you got to do, but take care of yourselves and stay well. So, hugs and snicks, everyone. Bye-bye. And snacked. <laughs>